So then well, briefly, it looks like Father Hayden was <clears throat> on the road to Toledo, and, um, but he is preaching today. So it'll take me just a minute to get the lessons, and I'll, I'll leave the office after that. <clears throat> the Psalm 145 is on page 520. <clears throat> Morning prayer begins on page three. <clears throat> o send that thy light and thy truth that they may lead me and bring me unto thy holy hill and to thy dwelling. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Psalm 95 on page 459 for the Venite. <clears throat> o come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us heartily rejoice in the strength of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving and show ourselves glad in him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God, and a great King above all gods. In his hand are all the corners of the earth, and the strength of the hills is his also. The sea is his, and he made it, and his hands prepared the dry land. O come, let us worship and fall down, and kneel before the Lord our Maker. For he is the Lord our God, and we are the people of his pasture and the sheep of his hand. Today, if you will hear his voice, harden not your hearts, as in the provocation, and as in the day of temptation in the wilderness, when your fathers tempted me, proved me, and saw my works. Forty years long was I grieved with this generation, and said, It is the people that do err in their hearts, for they have not known my ways, unto whom I swear in my wrath that they should not enter into my rest. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. <clears throat> Psalm 145, beginning on page 520. I will magnify thee, O God, my King, and I will praise thy name forever and ever. Every day will I give thanks unto thee, and praise thy name forever and ever. Great is the Lord, and marvelous worthy to be praised. There is no end of his greatness. 
One generation shall praise thy works unto another, and declare thy power. As for me, I will be talking of thy worship, thy glory, thy praise, and wondrous works. So that men shall speak of the might of thy marvelous acts, and I will also tell of thy greatness. The memorial of thine abundant kindness shall be showed, and men shall sing of thy righteousness. The Lord is gracious and merciful, long-suffering and of great goodness. The Lord is loving unto every man, and his mercy is over all his works. All thy works praise thee, O Lord, and thy saints give thanks unto thee. They show the glory of thy kingdom, and talk of thy power. That thy power, thy glory, and mighty, mightiness of thy kingdom might be known unto men. Thy kingdom is an everlasting kingdom and thy dominion endureth throughout all ages. The Lord upholdeth all such as fall, and lifteth up all those that are down. The eyes of all wait upon thee, O Lord, and thou givest them their meat in due season. Thou openest thine hand, and fillest all things living with plenteousness. The Lord is righteous in all his ways, and holy in all his works. The Lord is nigh unto all them that call upon him, yea, all such as call upon him faithfully. He will fulfill the desire of them that fear him. He also will hear their cry and will help them. The Lord preserveth all them that love him, but scattereth abroad all the ungodly. My mouth shall speak the praise of the Lord, and let all flesh give thanks unto his holy name for ever and ever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the fourteenth verse of the third chapter of the book of Jeremiah. Return, O backsliding children, says the Lord, for I am married to you. I will take you, one from a city, and two from a family, and I will bring you to Zion. And I will give you shepherds according to my heart, who will feed you with knowledge and understanding. Then it shall come to pass, when you are multiplied and increased in the land in those days, says the Lord, that they will say no more, the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord. It shall not come to mind, nor shall they remember it, nor shall they visit it, nor shall it be made any more. At that time Jerusalem shall be called the throne of the Lord and all the nations shall be gathered to it, to the name of the Lord, to Jerusalem. No more shall they follow the dictates of their evil hearts. In those days the house of Judah shall walk with the house of Israel, and they shall come together out of the land of the north, to the land that I have given as an inheritance to your fathers. Here endeth the first lesson. Together today I'm on page 10. We praise thee, O God, we acknowledge thee to be the Lord. All the earth doth worship thee, the Father everlasting. To thee all angels cry aloud, the heavens and all the powers therein. To thee cherubim and seraphim continually do cry, Holy, 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 Lord God of Sabaoth. Heaven and earth are full of the majesty of thy glory. The glorious company of the apostles praise thee. 
the goodly fellowship of the prophets praise thee the noble army of martyrs praise thee the holy church throughout all the world doth acknowledge thee the father of an infinite majesty thine adorable true and only son also the holy ghost the comforter <clears throat> thou art the king of glory o christ thou art the everlasting son of the father when thou tookest upon thee to deliver man thou didst humble thyself to be born of a virgin when thou hadst overcome the sharpness of death thou didst open the kingdom of heaven to all believers thou sittest at the right hand of god in the glory of the father we believe that thou shalt come to be our judge we therefore pray thee help thy servants whom thou hast redeemed with thy precious blood make them to be numbered with thy saints in glory everlasting o lord save thy people and bless thine heritage govern them and lift them up forever day by day we magnify thee and we worship thy name ever world without end god save o lord to keep us this day without sin o lord have mercy upon us have mercy upon us o lord let thy mercy be upon us as our trust is in thee O Lord, in thee have I trusted, let me never be confounded. Here beginneth the 17th verse of the 11th chapter of the first epistle to Corinthians. Now in giving these instructions I do not praise you, since you come together not for the better, but for the worse. For first of all, when you come together as a church, I hear that there are divisions among you, and in part I believe it. For there must also be factions among you, that those who are approved may be recognized among you. Therefore, when you come together in one place, it is not to eat the Lord's Supper. For in eating, each one takes his own supper ahead of others, and one is hungry and another is drunk. What, do you not have houses to eat and drink in? Or do you despise the church of God and shame those who have nothing? What shall I say to you? Shall I praise you in this? I do not praise you. For I received from the Lord that which I delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus, on the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it, and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same manner he also took the cup after supper, and said, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. This do as often as you drink it, in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death till he comes. Therefore, whoever eats this bread or drinks this cup of the Lord is in, uh, in an unworthy manner will be guilty of the body and blood of the Lord. But let a man examine himself, and so let him eat of the bread and drink of the cup. For he who eats and drinks in an unworthy manner, eats and drinks judgment to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. For this reason many are weak and sick among you, and many sleep. For if we would judge ourselves, we would not be judged. But when we are judged, we are chastened by the Lord, that we may not be condemned in the world. Here endeth the second lesson. Together, Jubilate Deo, on page 15. <clears throat> o be joyful in the Lord, all ye lands. 
serve the Lord with gladness, and come before his presence with a song. Be sure that the Lord, he is God. It is he that hath made us, and not we ourselves. We are his people, and the sheep of his pasture. O go your way into his gates with thanksgiving, and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him, and speak good of his name. For the Lord is gracious, his mercy is everlasting, and his truth endureth from generation to generation. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O God, may clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. Stir up, we beseech thee, O Lord, the wills of thy faithful people, that they, plenteously bringing forth the fruit of good works, may by thee be plenteously rewarded through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, who art the author of peace and lover of concord, in knowledge of whom standeth the eternal life, whose service is perfect freedom, defend us, thy humble servants, and all the salts of our enemies, that we, surely trusting in thy defense, may not fear the power of any adversaries, through the might of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, who has safely brought us the beginning of this day, defend us in the same with thy mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings being ordered by thy governance may be righteous in thy sight through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Morning to all. Few important in the notes about today. Today is the last Sunday in Trinity season. It's called uh, liturgically the Sunday next before Advent, which means Advent begins next week, and it's sort of a transitional Sunday. It, it, it functions in relationship to Advent a little bit like pre-Lent functions in relationship to Lent. Gives us the, the sense that the season is changing and a and a, you know a new theme is coming up <clears throat> beginning the following week, and um, so it has a kind of Advent cast to its lessons, and it sums up some of the, uh, some central lessons 
um, from the late Trinity season that lead us into Advent, uh, specifically the theme of exile. Those who have been following the, you know, our, our morning prayer reading throughout, you know, the Trinity season, we come to late Trinity and we, we find Israel now has, has been unfaithful to the covenant <clears throat> and she is, is going into exile geographically and historically, the northern kingdom is conquered by the Assyrians. But then the thing that Jeremiah is talking about in our lessons, uh, Jeremiah figures prominently today. Both of the Old Testament lessons for morning prayer are Jeremiah, and our actual epistle lesson uh, for communion is also from Jeremiah. And he's writing to the southern kingdom, which is going, which went into exile in Babylon, <clears throat> and he's he's prophesying uh, the return from exile, and he's saying that the return will be accomplished by Israel returning to God, uh, repenting and returning, and that's kind of the Advent theme. And the theme of exile um, in the Old Testament is a is sort of a geographical theme. Israel goes from the land into the distant country of Babylon, and then eventually they come back. Uh, under the Persians and are able to rebuild the temple and dwell on the land again. But the problem with that rebuilding was that it never, um, it never really reestablished the blessing of God upon Israel. From the time of the ba Babylonian captivity uh, up to the coming of Christ, about four, four or five hundred years, um, Israel remained subject to foreign nations. Um, never prospered again, back, hearkening back to the golden era of, of David and Solomon, where Israel was preeminent and blessed. And so we understand, therefore, that the exile was not really a geographic one, being sent to Babylon and coming back. The exile is one of the exile, the human heart from God on account of sin. And so what we learn in the New Testament, why the New Testament begins with John the Baptist, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And Jesus says the same thing. And Peter says the same thing on Pentecost. Is it's repentance, a turning to God that, that brings us back from our exile. And so our theme as we go into Advent, the Advent season preparing for Christ's coming at Christmas is a theme of repentance. And it's a season of fasting. It should be observed as a season of, of fasting in some way. It doesn't rise to the level of the penitential tone of Lent, but um, we should resist the idea of just making Advent a shopping and feasting season like the culture does, and in some way um, with, you know, practice some kind of negation and self-denial for the season. And as we practice negation and self-denial on some level, we look at our lives and we ask God to reveal to us what is amiss in them. That is, what is it in our lives that causes us to live in a kind of exile from him? And and so that we, we look to make a good confession and then somehow draw ourselves closer to him in the, in the Christmas feast. And the New Testament lesson was our instructions about communion. And in the early communion, it was in the context of a meal so that people were um, coming to communion. It appears that what happened is the Eucharist would be held in a house in the context of a meal. Some people came early and, and they had a big feast and got drunk. And there were poor members of the church who got neglected in the food. And St. Paul is saying, you know, what the heck? So 
What's interesting about the, the exhortation to examine yourself and, and, and discerning the Lord's body is that um, a lot of times we think that examining ourselves and discerning the Lord's body being about my own personal sin and what's wrong in my life. And there certainly is an aspect of that. But what St. Paul is really exhorting uh, the Corinthians to is discerning the Lord's body in the other members of the body. Because he says, when, when one comes early and eats and drinks and gets drunk and a poorer member is neglected and left out, um, you're not discerning the Lord's body because you're receiving the body of Christ in the bread, but then you're, you're neglecting the body of Christ in the person sitting next to you. So this is really an exhortation to be mindful of the command to love one another as Christ has loved us and to be conscious of how that love manifests itself in our communal interactions. And specifically for each of us to be mindful of those on the margins of the community who, who might be left out and always have our mind out for that. Practically, we, you know, in our community, we think all the people we like to be around. And so to discern the Lord's body is to realize that Christ is in the least of these it's interesting, our other morning prayer lesson, there's two sets for the Sunday before Advent, was from Matthew, where Jesus is, is sitting on the throne of his glory judging, and he's separating the nations one from another. And, and the, the, the deciding factor is, you know, I was, I, I was hungry and you fed me, I was naked and you clothed me. And they would say, well, how did this happen? He said, as much as you did it, one of the least of these, my brethren, you did it to me. And that brethren is heightened in the sense of the church. So we always want to be aware of marginalized brethren in the body of Christ <clears throat> to whom we can, we can reach out. And so as we look to Advent, as we um, close out the Trinity season, we have a week to think about the Advent fast. We think about what we want to maybe go without for the Advent season, and then also think about how are we deficient in our love for others in the body of Christ and how can we grow grow in that and and discern the Lord's body, make that connection between the sacrament we receive at the altar with reverence and the presence of Christ and the members of his body who we should also honor and reverence in our with our love and behavior. So a few thoughts about today's feast and lessons. Um, as morning prayer is really preparatory for the Eucharist, we're going to end just with on page 20 with the prayer of St. Chrysostom and the blessing. And uh, uh, as we look forward to receiving Christ in the sacrament this morning. Let us pray. Almighty God, who's given us grace at this time with one accord to make our common supplications unto thee. I thus promise that when two or three are gathered together in thy name, that will grant their requests. Fulfill now, O Lord, the desires and petitions of thy servants, as may be most expedient for them, granting us <clears throat> in this world knowledge of thy truth, and in the world to come life everlasting. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, and the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost with us all evermore. Amen. Good to be with you this morning. Kind of unexpectedly, I came on to... Uh, <clears throat> just to sort of join in morning prayer, and I, I realized no one was leading it. I looked at the road, and we had a little anomaly in the forest because Father Hayden was on it, and no one let me know that. But so it was good. Jump in, and happy to leave morning prayer and be with you all. So I'll see some of you at church a little bit later, and uh, have a blessed Sunday next before Advent.
Thank you for the meditation. Thank, Thank you, Vision Scarlet. Have a, have a wonderful day, everybody.